You're listening to Counter Talks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Well, folks, we're back with Bonnie Cable. Bonnie, we have to stop meeting like this. <laughs> <laughs> the information is oh, coming so fast and furious. It, uh, th- th- there doesn't seem to be uh, any rate of having you on that, that's enough. So uh, what prompted today's call is uh, we've got to uh, hear about the, the details that are coming out about the Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidy, the CEWS, that's the famous 75% wage subsidy that uh, people are going to be trying to get to keep their uh, employees on. And that's going to be going live on Monday. Bonnie, tell us all about it. As you said, Pat, um, companies will be able to apply on April 27th for the subsidy. And there's a a lot of details to go through. The fact that companies are going to want to get online and they're going to have to register one of three ways. The first way could be through a My Business account. So a My Business account would be an online account where you're able to access all of your accounts with, with the CRA. You can have a look at your HST account there, your payroll tax, account in your corporate tax account. The best way to actually do this is to apply through my business. So if you're going to do that, you want to Google CRA My Business and it'll take you to their webpage and you want to go to the the second option which is a CRA login option and set yourself up an account. If you do that, um, what's going to happen is you will be mailed a password that will come in the mail in approximately one week. From the details that we have, if you register that way, you're going to be able to have your application processed sooner. Okay. So that's the first way that you can uh, you can apply. You can also uh, designate a representative. A lot of business owners are going to they're going to designate somebody with accounting skills, either uh, a third party or somebody within their company who's going to be the the representative um, for the company. And the other way that you're going to be able to apply is an online application that will be available on April 27th. And I guess this seems to be um, a new portal, but the note that we have here is it says, um, if you're unable to register for the My Business account, so this would assume that you're using the online application, you will have to use an online web access code. We're not sure where this online web access code is going to come from. So I would tell people to, I would tell all businesses, get online and, and go to My Business CRA and get that account set up. That's getting your account set up so that on Monday, April 27, you're ready to submit an application. You can't put anything in before then, right? Exactly. Exactly. What you're able to do right now is you're able to calculate your subsidy which is uh, something that you will need to do anyways. Yeah, and that went live today, didn't it? That that calculator, I think it was today or yesterday, it just went live? Correct, it was yesterday that it went live. Uh, You can put in some real numbers and get an estimate right now, which is something that you're going to need anyways. And I'm sure a lot of businesses are are eager to figure out what they'll be getting back from the government. But yeah, I, I don't know how the CRA servers will be able to handle this because you're going to have a lot of people trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. If, if Zoom can do it, I guess, uh, I guess the CRA can. <laughs> we'll see, won't we? 
What, what was the other thing they were applying online for sort of en masse was? Uh, well, the CERB, the Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit Program. Um, and I, quite honestly, I've heard nothing but good things and excellent service times. And again, it was, it was getting into your online um, or creating an online account for yourself. And then simply logging in, going to a portal, and it's right there when you get onto the My CRA account, and it would just say CERB. And I know individuals who called me, who told me, hey, we got our money two, three days later, and they were just, they were static. I've seen some of that feedback on, uh, on Twitter as well. People seem to be surprised and pleased uh, at, how, uh, at how easy and quick it is. So, Bonnie, just before we leave uh, uh, the wage subsidy, um, just go over for us again quickly what it is and who el- who's eligible. Okay. Yeah, there's there's really a lot we need to go through, Pat. So um, this is open to all employees um, that you have on staff. So an individual, an eligible employee is an, an individual employed in Canada during the claim period, except if there was a period of 14 or more consecutive days in that period that they did not receive pay by you. Okay. So there's three distinct claim periods, and if they did not work for 14 days of that claim period, they would be ineligible. Yeah. So if uh, if employees uh, are, are currently laid off or furloughed, they can become eligibly retroactive as long as you rehire them, and the reactive pay and status meet the eligibility criteria for the claim period. So you've got to rehire these employees. Um, if you want to include their calculations in the subsidy. And I guess it's the assumption that if they are laid off, that they would be um, getting money through the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. And they're, like the government doesn't want you to double dip, right? right? If you rehire them, then claim the subsidy. If not, then they're going to get money through the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Does EI still exist, or I guess if you if you're laying an employee off, would they not normally qualify for EI? Well, what they did was it seemed like everyone that I've spoken to has been laid off. They they've been sending them the CERB. Oh, I guess it's just a lot easier to calculate, right, from the government's perspective. Is it more money? It could be. Yeah, I think you would have to pretty much max out EI because maxed out EI, I thought that's only about well, last I looked, I thought it was about seven fifty every two weeks, right? Sounds about right. Yeah, it's yeah. somewhere around. It's somewhere around there. So uh, your CERB would always would almost always be more, right? At two thousand. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, there you go. Except you can collect EI like longer so i you know i guess if you knew that you were going to be off you know for the duration you know for a very long time maybe uh but yeah crb is probably the way to go interesting yeah i guess that's how the government's handling all these new cases right because what did they have about you know half a million of these cases that went through in march all, all of these people being laid off and the easier thing would have been you know let's put them on um, a crb um, are there restrictions on um, the, the, the kinds of companies or, or the characteristics of the company that can use the uh, uh, wage subsidy, Bonnie? Well, there's got to be for-profit companies. What, what I have read is that uh, any of these crown corporations or universities, colleges, hospitals, cities, municipalities, they themselves cannot apply. But like a for-profit business, any kind of business can apply for this funding. Again, as long as they're T4 employees, right? Right. Employees that were uh, through an agency, unfortunately, they would not qualify. 
And, you know, those might be questions that come back from these agencies, right? Because you've got some organizations and there's a lot of manufacturing out there. And and on average, I'm hearing that manufacturing 10 to 15% of their workforce is not showing up on a daily basis, either because they're too scared to go into the facility or, you know, there's concerns that they might have it and they're in self-isolation. So these agency workers are are there on a continuous basis. And, you know, the the agency might ask, can we uh, qualify for this subsidy as well? So that, that could very well happen. This is not a small business thing necessarily, right? Can, can, can a business of any size use it? Oh, any size. So uh, in the notes, they were saying that if your payroll is more than, than $25 million, um, there's a certain method to receive your payment. But... Um, most definitely, this applies to any size business that has a 15% drop in sales in March or a 30% drop in sales in April or May. And and Pat, I just want to go over those rules because the government is increasingly making it easy for businesses to qualify. So I'm going to talk about the March period as an example because the wage subsidy claim dates are a little different than the eligibility period. So So in order to qualify for funding for, let's call it the first period of funding, your baseline is March of 2019 or an average of your sales from January and February of this year, right? So I guess what you would want to do is you'd want to take the higher of the two numbers and you want to compare that to your sales for March of this year and you need to have a 15% drop. So whatever baseline revenue method to take March or of last year or an average of January and February of this year, you're going to have to use that for your, your next two claim periods would be April and May would be the next two claim periods. So again, March, you need a 15% drop in sales um, from last year at this time or April or May, you need a 30% drop in sales. Then it gets even more complicated. If you have a 15% drop in sales for March, but only a 20% drop in sales for April, because you qualify for one period, you automatically qualify for the second period. Ah, okay. That's a bonus to the company, right? So there's a few interesting rules like that, that if you qualify for one period, you automatically qualify for the second period. You're using the the word sales, and I I know that's on purpose, right? Because it it is it is not revenues, it is not earnings, it is not profits. Certainly, it is not right. It 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 is it's actually your sales figures, right? Yes. I know there was there was some wailing and gnashing of teeth about that on one of the CFIB feeds uh, this morning. People didn't think it was fair that it was on straight sales, although I don't know how else you'd do it. Neither do I. I mean, because we know there's some industries that have been absolutely devastated and uh, that's how how else are you going to base it? It's the only sort of external number you could use, right? Everything else is dependent on your internal expenses and accounting and stuff like that. Exactly. And I mean, as an, from an accounting's perspective, I mean, that can be really played with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those numbers, especially if you want to throw in things like uh, amortization, right? Or yes. methods of calculating your inventory. Yeah. So I think sticking with something like sales, you know, you either made the sales or you didn't. Hard to fudge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, they've got another note here. 
um, that says that, you know, if you put in a fraudulent claim, you will be asked to pay back all the money plus a uh, 25% penalty. And they're asking you, you know, keep your backup. So what other information you're, you're basing this on? Keep all of your backup, yeah. right? Government has seven years to audit you. And, you know, trust me, if I was the government giving out all of this money, when, they, when things turn around, I probably would want to come back and do some audits. And we, we actually, now that I'm thinking of this, we really saw this under the Kathleen Wynne government. There were certain government programs. The, the Wynne government was notorious for just creating programs and giving money away. And, you know, when she started to get herself in a bit of trouble with spending, we started to see certain programs really get audited. So uh, it could happen. That's a uh, feature of the CRA audit team, is it not? They kind of pick areas to focus on from year to year and, uh, and, and target certain types of transgressions and try to get out there and find everybody who's doing certain things. Back in the distant past, when I used to do some, some taxes myself, I remember there was a, a period where they were going after all the gentlemen farmers who were dentists in Toronto and were running their expenses through their horse farm in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, and pretending they were running a farm. You know, they keep a couple of horses as pets and then they'd, they'd sell a bale of hay or two and pretend they were running a farm and then run literally every expense in their life through the farm, declare a loss and write it off against their practice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. This became so popular that we got the, the word came down that the CRA was targeting it this year. It was like, okay, you have to make sure nobody does this anymore because this is the CRA is red flagging every single person that claims a loss on a farm, right? I would agree with you completely. Yeah, there, I've heard of some of these uh, fraudulent kinds of escapades that people come up with, like you're saying, and they tell groups of people and... Yeah. yeah, it becomes the flavor of the year that the government needs to crack down on. Yeah. And let's face it, the government's giving, at this point, it looks like a $200 billion package away right now. And I I think that they will be auditing this. And um, once we're over this, give the economy another year to get back on its feet. And I definitely think that um, they'll be auditing. Yeah, they'll let some period of time pass to let everybody get on their feet and a year later or something. The, the 2022 tax season, <laughs> for every cent <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it at all so yeah long long story short just don't mess around with it get get what you're exactly getting. it's a very liberal easy going program anyways so i mean you know it's not hard to get the money what else do we have on uh, the wage subsidy Bonnie, is uh, any anything else uh, that people don't already know about? Um, well, I think that the company should definitely get on a worksheet there, so they'll be able to get a sense of how much of a, uh, a subsidy they will be getting. There is an upper limit of eight hundred and forty-seven dollars per employee per week. Right. Another thing to note, right? So any salaries that you're paying above that, you know, obviously your wage subsidy is going to go down from seventy-five percent, right? Okay. And um, certain types of salary payments. So salary and wages and other taxable benefits would be covered. But what will not be covered will be commissions. If you're paying a draw against commission to a salesperson, which would be a regular payment, be it uh, weekly or biweekly, something like that would qualify. But if you're making a commission payment of one month or once a month, that would not qualify under the um, wage subsidy program. 
All right. Does that got us fixed on the wage subsidy? Uh, yeah, and also things like uh, any kind of vehicle expenses or any kind of employee expenses. So they've got to be T4 expenses. Right. Okay. Regularly occurring T4 expenses. Okay, yeah. So office and home wouldn't... Oh, that wouldn't qualify. Not, not a T4 expense. Yeah, no way. That's a, a T2202. No. Yeah, I know I have to fill one out every year. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. One other note we wanted to hit uh, quickly, uh, a lot of people that we're talking about out there hire summer students. A lot of times they have the same student they're going back to or the same group of students they're going back to year after year, at least for a few years until they uh, uh, graduate and get real jobs. Trudeau announced something for, for, for students today, Bonnie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so there's two programs that we're talking about here. So businesses need to write down the Canada Summer Jobs Program. And that opens in about January every year. That is meant to cover 50% of a summer student salary, but you need to apply by the end of January. And because they announced the funding so early in the year, most businesses have no idea about this because they don't know who they have coming as far as summer students go. So my advice to them is, Write that down, Canada Summer Students, apply for it in January. You don't know, have to know who you're hiring. You just have to, and you don't even have to know the number of positions. If you think that you're going to hire five employees, but you only hire three, don't worry. You know, you can just give back the funding if you're approved for all five. So they have extended um, all Canada Summer Job approved companies. Instead of getting the 50% in funding, they're getting 100% in funding. So that's for the businesses, okay? okay? So an announcement yesterday was the Canada Student Emergency Program. And that is for any college and university students that are unable to find a job this summer as a result of COVID. And that's going to be a lot of students. So for May, June, July, and August of this year, if they are not able to find a job, they will be entitled to $1,250 per month. And again, this would be going on to your MyCRA account. Um, so you want to Google MyCRA and get yourself set up with an account online and you'll be able to apply just like you were able to apply with the uh, Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. So the student would go into their own, obviously their own CRA account on that and, uh, and get that benefit right because that that's to the student directly right correct that's that's for them okay um, they can apply may 1st so that's supposed to be open may 1 so that's a little i mean it's not you know really anything for business owners but it, it is a little peace of mind that that you know your summer students that you aren't going to be able to bring on this year are at least you know they're, they're going to be taken care of from the sounds of it yes very much yeah okay that's great well that's terrific bonnie uh Thanks. And, 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 you know, just uh, giving us these updates is, is so, so helpful. And, and uh, we're going to turn this one around and, and try to get it out there as, as, as quick as possible. So uh, any, anything else for us before we go? I think the next uh, news, good news we should hear about is on uh, rent, right? Canadian Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance. So that'll be the next big thing. We know we're going to be back with you very soon. Listen, thank you so much for all your time and doing this for us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.